0: Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm the girl that's gonna save your life. Eh, you shot pretty well. For a boy. Can't you handle a woman with a big gun? I put the fun in funeral. I like my men covered in blood. Hail to the queen, baby. I can, and I will. I can, and I will. I'll take a bite out of you.
1: Beware,
0: the Sirens. Welcome back to a uh, belated episode <laughs> of Sirens of Horror. I'm always your mistress of evil, Ella Avella, along with... At her
1: sister of sin, Ashy Slashy.
0: And the amazing Tamara. Hi, ooh,
2: ooh. <laughs> Hi. hello. I'm Miss Fitztamara. Uh, I'm here to talk about uh, one of my favorite things in the whole wide world, <laughs> which is Blade 2 i was so excited.
0: It it was a very long track from Tamara, from the uh, about five feet between our front doors. Yeah, it was
2: um, really a harrowing journey, (laughs) and I'm glad that you could support me in this troubling time to walk the 12 steps it took to get over here.
0: When I was first discussing uh, doing, like, Women in Horror Month and Black History Month, I was like, oh, I know I want to have Jamie on because, like, my relationship with him. And I was like, I also want to have Tamara on. And she was like, "Tomorrow, I'm like, yeah, the girl that comes to all of our wrestling tournaments, <laughs> who lives yep. like three doors down." Yeah,
2: I make guest appearances for for uh, short periods of time. You know, gotta keep the people wanting more. You can't be there too long, right? Well, you're but. really
0: good about, like, showing up at the beginning of things. Yes. Like, disappearing and then showing up at the end. Right. Just, like, give great commentary <laughs> on, like, everything. Yep. <laughs> I appreciate
2: that. Yeah, it's good. It's, you know, it's interesting how many people I know. Well, I mean, we're doing, like, on a wrestling podcast called Women Wrestling Friends. Um... Which I was at earlier today doing that. And And, we will
0: uh, link that below.
2: Yeah. And so, you know, like, it's just interesting how much I talk about and interact with wrestling now after, like, kind of watching it as a kid, having a period where I don't watch it, then, like, kind of getting back into it. And now it's, like, a a pretty decent fixture. So it's very fascinating. (laughs) And how many people I know who are, like, super into it.
0: Uh, if I don't know, I don't think any of this has been posted to sirens. But like here at the house, we actually have the Henry family belt uh, that is currently being held by both Stefan and Josh. Yep. Which is a also, really you're great... not
1: allowed to vote or you're not allowed to score anymore. <laughs> Why am I not allowed to score?
0: Because your scoring was wrong.
1: Oh,
2: I missed some spicy
0: business? That is because the last time we did it, I had a salad at 11. And then did not eat food until like 7 p.m. And like my (laughs) food consumption was like some chips and dip. And then people were like, do math. And I was like, I've been having beer for the last eight hours. And you want me to math? I win. <laughs> I, <laughs> there are
2: several things that are important for long term drinking and gaming. And that is hydration and food. Yeah, Beyond yeah. I was just good nuts.
0: on the hydration because, like, yeah. I made a point to like have like two things in my water. Mm-hmm-hmm. But I just had zero carbs. Yeah, the entire day. Beer, beer
1: is only so much of a carb.
2: Yeah, you can't. I mean. You can drink your dinner technically, should you? No. No. No.
0: No. But But, you're not allowed to vote. (laughs) I'm (laughs) not allowed to calculate the votes. Yes. I'm allowed to vote. Uh, But on today's episode, we're going to be doing Blade 2. Woo-hoo. By Guillermo del Toro. Yep. Uh, I actually did not know this was done by del Toro until like four years ago. Interesting. Hmm. It was actually because I started watching The Strain. Right. And mm-hmm. I was like, these vampires are really familiar. Mm-hmm. This looks like Blade 2. And mm-hmm. he was like, that makes sense because Guillermo del Toro wrote The Strain and Guillermo del Toro directed Blade 2. And I was like, what, what? Yeah, it
2: was, it was like, what if the the zombie vampires, but grosser and more story? Uh, more
0: story. And And, uh, that was the point where I realized, like, oh, shit, Guillermo del Toro did direct this shit. That's why the cast is so fucking great. (laughs) Uh, also, just Guillermo del Toro, I feel like it's just, like, a a thing of, like, oh, yeah, Guillermo del Toro did this, and then he did Elboy with Ron Mm -hmm. Perlman. Mm -hmm. Uh, though, okay, so, for, for just a split second, I need to bring this up. So, Ron Perlman is in this film. And, uh... Uh, he he is great and nefarious, but he looks like fucking Butterball from Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> Also, he's, like, like,
1: super skinny and super bald, and it's just weird. No,
0: he's not even skinny! He's, like, Ron Perlman heavy, which isn't, like, actually heavy. Like, it's beefy. No, he's, he wasn't that beefy in this film, though. Well, but uh, he, when you he think Butterball of... in Hellraiser is, like, Butterball. Well, it's True. also, like, you're
2: thinking Hellboy, which, like, he's a lot more barrel-chested in there because well, of the makeup,
1: not, too, not, I think. Because, like, okay, so I... Freaky fact... Mm. Not freaky uh, fact about the movie.
0: We haven't even gotten into the movie and we're discussing freaky facts. Well, freaky fact about moi. Mm. Ooh.
1: You know this freaky fact.
0: You brought this freaky fact many a time. Something yes. tomorrow is heard this freaky yes. fact.
1: So, um, our fans have obviously heard this freaky fact multiple times because I'm like super proud of the fact that I got to do this. I used to work at a pet store that was basically Whole Foods and Petco if they had a baby. Interesting. So, holistic Rich fucks that get to like pamper their dogs. Yeah,
2: L- lots of yoga pants, got it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, lots of yoga pants and lots of. This is my dog and it lives in my purse. And it's only vegan and gluten free and it doesn't eat anything other than
0: this. Your dog needs meat. It's yeah. a fucking dog. Sorry. <laughs> um,
1: so, Ron Perlman was a regular.
0: Huh. And at first, he came in. Daisy's super excited about that. <laughs> She's like, he. he Ron Perlman's Sogs slapped the ears of joy.
1: <laughs> he came in one time and I like had no idea that he was a regular at the store. I met his wife, not really realizing that she was his wife. <laughs> and he comes in one day and I'm like, Oh my god, oh my god, it's right Ron from... bro, it's right, it's, right. it's right. oh a <clears throat> and my coworkers are like, Are you okay? I'm like, I need a minute, step from the back like, totally freaked out that Ron Perlman was literally in the store, and then one of the groomers who uh, works in the groom shop next door was like, yeah, he comes here all the time. He's a regular. And I'm like, ah! composure. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mr. Perlman. How was your day today?
0: <laughs> I like the fact that, like, most people know him as Hellboy, but to me, he's always Marv. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that yeah. that's who he is to me. I think it's because, like, I, I kind of, like, I read Sin City at, like, 12. Which I always is,
1: forget that he's Marv.
0: I will admit, reading Sin City at 12 is way too fucking young to read Sin City. But I think because I knew who Ron Perlman was, I almost always kind of read Marv in his voice. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when it came out that he was going to be Marv, I was like, oh, I can predict the future. I'm a psycho. <laughs> Thank you, Angelica, and Regrets. <laughs> but, uh, it, it was just, like, a good thing for me. Uh, but, like, I always pull him back to being Marv in Sin City. Even in A Dame to Kill For, which was, like, eight years too late to really catch on the train, but it's still good.
2: <laughs> it ha- um, my one Ron Perlman story is I was on a red carpet interviewing people. Uh, I, yeah, because I did entertainment journalism for, like, ten years. Um, and Tomorrow so, is
0: really fucking awesome. Uh, I definitely I, did not, like, stalk you, like, two months into <laughs> you living here. And, like, you would, like,
2: my <laughs> say
0: certain things. And I was like, huh. And then, like, I started, like, looking it up. And, like, I was on the couch like, dude,
2: this is who we live next to. There's a bunch of stuff on Seat 42 f which was a site I was doing uh, Comic-Con coverage for a really long time that doesn't have my name on it any longer. But, like, anything supernatural for about five years was me. And then a couple other things. But I, I that actually was it just worked out yeah. this
0: morning my Supernatural Huntress bra. Nice. <laughs> I enjoyed that.
2: Um, so, yeah. So I was on the red carpet and he was coming down. And I was, for whatever reason, I wore platform shoes that day. Um, which I kept stepping in and out of because I was starting to feel a little bit weird being so much taller than <laughs> all the talent. Because if you did not know this, uh, actors would be short. And um, yeah. not all of them... You know, they look tall, but it's trickery sometimes, but, um, Nefarious. so I would step in and out of my shoes. And so I was like, Oh, Ron Perlman's here. And so he came and I was like, okay, so you have this, re-, and I said, like, you have this reputation for playing such a great badass? So what do you think is the secret to playing such a good one? And he said, um, what he said, he said, it's, it's because I'm in touch with my feminine side. And I was like, I mm-hmm. love you. Well, that was that's a great so- answer. <laughs>
1: Um, He's very nice. He is, because, like like I said, when I met him, like, he came in the second time. Now knowing that Ron Perlman is a regular, I'm like, oh, cool, like, he is a regular, this is fine, hello, you know, hello, Ron, how are you? And he was wearing this, like, really nice, like, burgundy satin button-up. Yes. And I was just like, can I touch your shirt, Mr. Perlman? It's a really nice shirt. And he was like, sure, darling. And I just sat there and, like, stroked the shirt slash muscle, and I'm just like, Ron Perlman calmly, darling as I stroked his muzzle. Don't, uh,
2: Don't make this weird. Don't make
1: this weird.
0: Don't make this weird. Honestly, I think I'd like meet Ron Perlman I'd be like, he used just be fair? Can you just curse me out for like 30 seconds? Like, like, <laughs> this isn't a weird sexual thing it's a slightly weird sexual thing. It's
2: like, it's like 10% of a weird sexual
0: thing. <laughs> uh, of course we've we, we had the conversation. The only person uh, because I, I, uh, when I was 16, my very first drink was given to me by Jack Nicholson. Oh. Yeah, uh, my father was a commercial contractor, and Jack Nicholson actually has a commercial recording studio in his house. Huh. So when I was 16, my dad picked me up and was like, I have to go to work. And I was like, oh, fuck you. I just turned 16. How dare you? And the audacity that every 16 year old has of parents shouldn't work you should take care of me sure and he drove up and then called me and said uh, you need to bring this thing into the house and i was lividly pissed off and i opened the door and it was fucking jack nicholson and i was just like because <gasps> uh clock uh, one that flew over the cuckoo's nest will be like one of my top five favorite films for the rest of my life it's so good uh but this was the first time i ever had whiskey as I am having now, but uh, the first whiskey drink I ever had was at 16, and poured to me by Jack Nicholson. Uh, I've met Jack Nicholson. I've uh, we've discussed in the podcast my fangirling over Doug Jones. Mm-hmm. I've met Robin Williams. I've met Chapner. What yeah. said rest in peace? No, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I I honestly think if I met Ron Perlman, I would just be like jump into his arms and be like curse me out and throw me down on the ground <laughs>
2: like, it's now become 65% of a weird sexual thing the throw me on the ground thing really,
0: yep. really ticked it that adds up. it yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to even throw me down on the ground like sexually Like I want it to be like dramatic like fu- god damn Scarlett I don't give a damn mm. kind of, like, <laughs> sure, I-, sure. I want to tell you I'm going to like kill your boss and I want you to somehow like have a moral code where you can't, but you'll kill him, but not with me. <laughs> that's a lot. That's I really that's a very detailed.
2: <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, like it's so very specific. I, I appreciate the specificity of it. Uh, you know,
0: if I'm having my moment with Ron Perlman, I'm getting my moment with Ron Perlman.
2: It is a capital M
0: moment. <laughs> moment. All right. So All let's right.
1: Uh, let's get into Blade Two.
0: Okay, so, uh, play two starts off with, uh, okay, so, A, I was not aware of this recently until I watched, uh, Cinemasons, but when it says, like, Prague, Moscow, mm-hmm. and they're like, what the fuck else Prague would it be, and, uh, apparently there's a Prague in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm.
2: There are a lot of, uh, cities in the U.S. named after European places, and it makes it very confusing when you're looking at
0: maps. So, uh, apparently Prague, Moscow, uh, was, like, needed. Uh, and you get a, like, beautiful, like, for me, I have such a hard problem now that I've seen, like, Blade 2, but now that I've seen, like, seasons 1 through 2, I haven't seen season 3 of Because I've been told season 3 does not exactly. do as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that I've seen Susan's like one and two of the strain, and like watching this again, I'm like, oh yeah, you're a vampire because like you have like your little chin scar. So of course you're a fucking vampire. But you don't get that. Uh, so you get this guy coming. Well, back. I mean,
1: you even get the whole like. Well, it opens up slightly. It, no, because he gets the, like the guy. He meets the the guy the, the, the subway, junkie. The junkie. And he's like, oh, you're drinking blood. Oh, yeah. I have like, a jar
0: of blood. I have a jar of blood. He just kind of that is definitely also not his. Oh, no. for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> well, not his blood at all. But where I was like, how do you?
0: I how know, did you make we, a jar? Don't ask. <laughs> don't. You really don't want to know that, um, that back history.
1: But like, he kind of does that little like.
0: Yeah, it opens, up, and slightly. It opens up slightly. His
1: chin does. Slightly. Yeah, like his little like chin slit opens up just slightly and then closes back up.
0: So he, he and he also like, he kind of looks.
1: He does not look. Well, all he, yeah, he looks like he, he looks
0: it. like a junkie though. Yeah. Like, it, in rewatching it, like I've seen. Yeah. I will admit this. Blade Trinity is like one of my top five like go to bed films. <laughs> Uh, mostly, and I will say this honestly, it's because there's a fucking vampire Pomeranian that dies via its own fluff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that fills me with a sense of just joy. Mm-hmm. That uh, very few for things like, you know, sunflowers blooming in like an afternoon sun, like a good beer, and a vampire Pomeranian sliding to its death via its own fluff. Hmm. Those are just things that fill me with pure unadulterated joy. Also,
2: you, and the vampire Pomeranian has the weird little uh, alien sucker thing that mm-hmm. the... That's the, the, the split. But... Yeah, so yeah. Th- they obviously were doing a bit of genetic testing consi- after that. Yeah, um, so
0: they were like, okay, maybe we don't put this on other vampires, but Pomeranians, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so you get that, and they go in, and then there's, like, his like murder spree and then him looking into a camera being like i fucking hate vampires yeah which like I, I get it it like goes into greater things but like to start a film like that i'm like but you're a fucking vampire yeah
2: but he's well, i feel like they're kind of like zombies
0: honestly I feel like, like he's, he's rage virus zombie
2: right and so as the you know prime guy. He's like the prime, fast-moving rage zombie, right? Yeah. So he has a little bit... Rage zombie vampire. Yeah. You know, patient zero kind of situation. So, is it, like, on the nose? Yes. But, I feel like it punctuates what he's doing in that moment, which is making a statement. And that statement, and you can tell that statement is not for the viewer, but we are seeing it.
0: I actually read my first Blade comic at about seven. Uh... I believe bought a pack of, um oh God, I can't remember his name right now. It's the Dinosaur Hunter. Oh, spot it. in
2: my DC knowledge. I'm assuming it was all Marvel Comics pack, unless it was uh, a No, pack. it wasn't. It was actually. just a random, random pack of various, was it by, was it just random comics, or was it...
0: Uh, Turok. Oh, Turok, yes. Mm-hmm. So, there was a pack of it, and it was Turok, the Dinosaur Hunter, which I think is a Marvel... Thing, but it's never been done. No, it's, anything with
2: uh. Sometimes there is a Marvel superhero squad cartoon that had a lot of random deep pulls in it, and
0: well, oh, that was out K- they had well they had
2: Kazar on that, mm-hmm. not, not okay.
0: Um, I like they full fucking Turok.
2: But give, if they had another season, they probably would have pulled them out.
0: Uh, it was Turok, Vampire Hunter, and Spawn because Spawn was my first like deep dive into, like, R-rated comics, mm-hmm. which I saw at, like, about seven or eight. And then it was Blade. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, like, a bundle pack. I got it some yard sale. <laughs> for, like, five bucks for, like, you know, 40 comics. Uh, but I remember reading Blade and, like, I didn't do my research on this that I wanted to do. It's been a long week. But I believe Blade did come to play during the non-undead period of, fan- of uh, comic book legislation. Where there mm. was a period where uh, for comic books you couldn't have like undead characters. It's where you get Morbius. Right. Yeah. Uh, who is a living vampire. And that's where you also got Blade who was a day walker. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. ways, because French. There was the super big thing about like uh, tales from the crypt and all those things. Comics code. Stuff. And then the comics code came out. And they said you can't have undead characters. Yeah. Yeah. And to kind of circumvent that, they came up with Morbius and Blade, mm-hmm. who were not dead, but were still vampire-ish. Yeah, okay, Morbius sucked blood out of his hands, and...
2: Technically, it was plasma, not blood. That's exactly. how they got away with it.
0: Uh, and then it goes into this kind of expose, like, I am Blade, the Daywalker. But was it, was it just me, or did that music feel super shafty?
1: Um, kind of like, a little bit, yeah.
0: That, that 80s, like, funk rock, like, kind of style?
2: Yeah, I think it did shift a little more... Because uh,
0: they felt like it was just the intro that
2: had this music. Well, I think a lot of the music, I mean, it was all still kind of, like, house music, but it was a little bit, it was it was less Euro and yeah. more, like, U.S. Yeah. And I think that kind of, that shift kind of came along with that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so then you get, uh, which I kind of like the fact, because, like, when I first saw Blade 1, because I had read the comics. Mm-hmm. Like, Whistler is, like, Q to James Bond. Like, you can't have James Bond without Q. Yeah. And so, like, at the end of Blade 1, where they fucking shoot Whistler, I was, like, Ugh. Yeah. Like, this was, like, 15-year-old little Ella with, like, a pillow that she pretty much just, like, popped. <laughs> it was, like, that level of shock was, because... Like, how how do you have, like, without Whistler? Yeah. Uh, and I, I love the fact that they're just like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> He's a vampire and we can cure him in the first five minutes of this fucking show.
2: Because peak comics. And yeah. if you're going to do a comic movie, I appreciate that you go full comics with it or a TV show or whatever. Full comics. I don't want any of that, like, oh, well, because this doesn't make sense. Because, you
0: know what? Bullshit. It's comics.
2: Yeah. Uh, anything, anything is possible.
0: Did you ever watch the old uh, WB show Birds of Prey before yes. the new? Dude, that show was so hardcore mm-hmm. comic y. I loved it. Like, there are things that, like, because, of course, like, Huntress is, like, my girl. I, I greatly enjoy, like, somebody that's, like, all up for murder and has no idea how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Not that I deeply connect with that on that any level. But, like, the whole thing's of her, like, skulking by gargoyles. (laughs) I was just like, okay, so you've given up with reality. Yep. (laughs) We're going full comic books about, like, the idea of superheroes, like, skulking on high rises. I mean, but
2: where else are they going to (laughs) skulk? It's got to be high rises or, you know. You're going to get a bad vantage point. Yeah, right? You got to see the whole city. It looks less cool if you're like skulking by a tree.
1: Well, I was gonna say I have two freaky facts, piggybacking okay. on the comic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Scud, yeah, who was played by
0: um, Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints, yes. His name is Sean, and he's from Boondock Saints. And I had a crush on him when I was eleven. And anybody's like, it's Daryl. I just have an odd urge to punch him. Me, like he was my Irish hero. <laughs> That's
1: true. He was Sean before Daryl. Yes. Irish hero of
0: dreaminess (sighs) no man has ever rocked a pink fucking like bathrobe before or after than like Sean Patrick Flannery and like Norman Reedus have like claimed the pink bathrobe that actually works for sexiness (laughs) which is a very strange phrase I realize I'm saying but just watch Boondock Saints and Mm -hmm. it's sexy it is
1: um, anyway, so, Scud is a name reference to the comic book, Scud the Disposable Sa- Assassin. Yep. hmm And the other freaky fact that was comic related was David S. Goyer's original idea was to use Morbius as the primary villain, but Marvel decided they wanted to retain the rights to make it an entirely separate franchise out of Morbius, i.e. Morbius film. So, the story was changed slightly, and Jared Nomak was created to be used as the primary villain instead.
0: Uh, so, just to kind of, like, take a second before we really get into this film, I like to kind of talk about, like, Blade in itself. Uh, A, uh, Novak, for me, I understand it's supposed to be an original thing, but do does he look like the fucking master? From Buffy. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can just see that a reminiscent. White. just that white with the pointed ears and that like hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. I could, I could see, I could see. But also, it's like I feel like it's no esque.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a visual yeah. thing. And if you're gonna say, and also he's way more translucent than the master. Like, like the master is white. Yeah, like, like this dude is like, a, like a human jello person. You know what I mean? Like, his
0: skin is so, like, like it's so, like,
2: like he's You it's all of the veins. Yeah, like, it's, it's, he's, he's much closer to death <laughs> than Master was, I think.
0: Uh, I, I now know that Morbius is being pa- played by Jared Leto. Yes. Which, I, uh, I, I saw the trailer and I was actually oddly, uh, happy about the trailer. It's a good looking mm-hmm. trailer. And I'm like, I'm very uncomfortable because, uh. Jared Leto is a creep. Yeah, he, he's a terrible, terrible, like, he legitimately just had, like, a cult on an island. Yeah. yeah. It makes me,
2: like, the first time I, I did watch My So-Called Life, so that was the first time I ever saw him, and Jordan Catalano, uh, if you're, if you're of that age point and you see Jordan Catalano, it works for you, for, kind of, but you also understand that he's terrible, mm-hmm. and I'm, and, but, but now he's, like, even more terrible? Mm-hmm. Like, you're just, like, you can't even, like, I can't even, like, acknowledge your attractiveness anymore. <laughs>
0: you know like it's just yeah. you're that terrible you're just I can't even uh but it, also like they're going so weird with the Morbius storyline because like for me like the Morbius Felicia Hart storyline is so classic to me mm-hmm. and like it, it, it's such a good idea of like I did this but there's like a woman who is like out there to save me and I'm a terrible person and And then it's like, no, we're going with like the nineteen (laughs) sixties version. Orbea, I was like, okay. Also, uh, in terms of like, this is Ella's extravagant information. uh, Yes, extravagant information. The casting for the new Blade. Mm -hmm. Mhm. Mahershala Ali will be playing Blade. Uh, Cottonmouth from Luke Cage. Oh. And, right. uh, I, I thought it was really great that, uh, Lee came out and Rachel was like, hey, Dale Walker's chillax. And he was just so positive oh, about that. Oh, yeah, the, his, his sign-off, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, it, yeah, it was so positive and so, uh, which honestly, like, leaves me to, like, because MCU's been really good about, uh, what they did with, uh, Black Panther, of having, like, almost a strictly African-American cast. And seeing what it did, I feel like they're going to use Wesley as Whistler. And do, like, Mm. well, hey, Whistler changes race every fucking comic. Sure. That's, I think my, my, my face about that is
2: I would, I would think that Wesley would try to maneuver a different role for that in a different place I'm, like really I wanna, could see him being like hey let me be brother voodoo that would
0: be great yeah. but I, I would also just really like to see them take what they did with like Black Panther and uh, how like DC just did Birds of Prey where it is like Black Panther is a film about African Americans for Af- this is a film about women for women and let's continue this like non-secular Mm-hmm. But, like, we can make films that are for a group that everyone can enjoy, but we're going to empower somebody. Mm. Right. Because, like, Birds of Prey was, like, one of the most feministic films I've fucking seen recently. Yeah, like, like, I
1: watched and I was like, I feel like I could take down the patriarchy with... With my mallet and song and it's gonna be great.
0: Well also I also really think about Bird's brain was like Hurley Quinn is the only like white character. Yeah. Besides like Zaz Black Mask (laughs) who if you root for we need to have a long discussion in an (laughs) icebox. But every other character is Italian, Asian, Hispanic, black, like Mm -hmm. this it is it is not a bad thing and i think this is something that that kind of blade dealt with in like the 90s yeah is like okay we want to have an african american lead white people white people white people white people mm-hmm. well you
1: didn't really have there were there were a couple other different uh, groups of people as well it wasn't just white people like you did have uh, in his group of assassins that he has to train later
0: Oh yeah, he is Danny Danny Zhu, who actually is like an amazing like martial artist. Yeah, who gets like no screen time. Do you know? Do you know how Donnie Young got in the film? No, but I'm really confused because like I saw him, and of course now seeing him as an adult, I'm like, oh, right. How are you in this film? And how do I not know?
1: I think I, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, so
2: so. The story about Donnie Yen in this movie is that uh, Wesley Snipes went and hired him to do the stunt choreography. Okay. And so he did all these pieces and everything was super dope and cool. And there was one particular section of a fight scene that Wesley really loved. But at the end of the day, he was like, this doesn't really fit for Blade and the type of fighter he is. So he's like, well, why don't you just be in the movie and you do it? And so that's how he got to be in the mm-hmm. film. And it is- he did
1: all the fight choreo.
2: And the the specific fight scene that he was talking about wasn't really him was that bicycle kick sequence uh-huh. I believe in oh. the in the club because it's like that's super cool like that whole thing is you know the, the sword work yeah. and everything but like Blade it's is not a just, it's, it's much more like he's not he's like not a quadruple samurai. kick guy mm-hmm. yeah
1: well I was gonna say also another freaky fact uh huh didn't he look familiar
0: I I've seen him in a lot of stuff but what are you going with
1: I am one with the force and the force is with me
0: yeah. He he is technically Marvel's first gay character.
1: But yeah, like, Chris pointed that out the other day. Like, we watched it last night.
0: Tamara's giving me quotes, and I'm like, you no, I'm cannot saying, fight me on the fact that that is, like, an I'm, amazing I'm, relationship. No, no, I'm,
2: I'm saying it's a great relationship, but it's very subtext, and so that's why they're all constantly doing first gay characters. Star Wars first gay, you know, all the... Mm-hmm. Disney's first gay... And they're, like, kind like, of always doing it, and it's always kind of like... Oh, it's but a, are they really? But are they like? Are you are you leaning into
1: this? Are you like, actually are saying? I, I know, need, I know.
0: Right now, Pixar is doing uh, after onward. Yeah, and onward, yeah. yeah, onward. Uh, their next one is uh, from from what I can tell from the trailer or photos, it's like mythic. It, it, it's weird, hmm. cops. But there is like Pixar has like specifically said they will be their first lesbian character, like. She is, she is a lesbian it is not like inferred hmm. like she has a girlfriend and I was like oh, okay thank you like cause we got like the one girl kiss at the end of Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. oh yeah in the background yeah well Which, I mean they,
2: yeah, they passed by it it wasn't like they were trying to like marginalize it mm-hmm. per se but it just was like oh cool.
0: I, I don't care that that was like I, I, I love Raylo, but like like row one, that's my like mm-hmm. couple of life and love is like I wanna be a blind
2: samurai
0: that has like a beautiful boyfriend. <laughs> they love
2: each other so much. They do cry, cry. They're a nice old
0: couple. Yeah. I I I really enjoy the fact that like whether or not you wanna consider that like a, a gay couple, but like I, I feel like uh, I want to see more gay couples that are not 20s. Yeah. I, mm-hmm.
2: I I mean, I think that's all good. I just, you know, I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying it was, like, never really, Disney like...
0: never said it was. Right. Yeah, and Even Ella... though we
2: all know it was.
0: And Ella's just over here being like, I want to marry you both!
2: Such sweet boys.
0: Okay. The sweetest boys. The So... so, so, well, me too. Mm-hmm. so now that we've had our Marvel conversation, that we'll probably come back to a few more times, uh, Blade uh, 2. There, there are a few little comments that I have about Blade 2 mm. before the film starts. Is uh, damn do shades and travel tattoos before they were cool? Yeah. I really have to wonder if we were able to look at, like, when Blade 2 came out. And the number of shitty tribal tattoos in like random tattoo parlors—how high that spike was! Uh,
2: I think the first blade re- like was really at the top of that arc mm-hmm. of the trend, and then it got got like peak by the time I think Blanche Blade Two. It was like the ultimate cool, yeah, and and only just because it's him. Yeah. then, like, you see some dude with like a chain wallet. And in, and Janko jeans. Yeah, and you're just and he has the thing, and you're like, mm, mm, doesn't work as but, well but for also me. Also,
0: those <laughs> tiny sunglasses that, like, besides Wesley Snipes and Gary Oldman in like Dracula, mm-hmm. no one can pull off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I I fought, I I performed the battle of trying to be cool with those glasses in high school mm-hmm. for years, for years i wore shitty sunglasses (laughs) because they look like the blade and the dracula glasses and eventually like they had to get like folded up wrapped in the cloth and like buried i was (laughs) like set on
2: fire and said to see cemetery
0: style of like you will never look good on me because if you're not wesley Snipes or gary oldman you can't rock them Give it up. Yeah. Uh, But then we get just uh, this this great little vampire party that Blade is just taking out. Which apparently, like, if you become a vampire, you are given small glasses and a leather trench coat. (laughs) Which I kind of made that joke. And, like, Josh looked at me and he said, Babe, you have two pairs of small sunglasses and four leather trench coats. And I was like, I'm just preparing.
2: <laughs> Projection.
0: <laughs> Preparation. It, it's, it's not so much. It, it's it's kind of like that whole, like, the secret. Sure, yes. Of, like, I want to be rich, so I will be rich. I'm going to buy Ford leather trench coats and a bunch of small glasses. So if I ever get turned into a vampire, I am like, okay, cool. I'm prepared. <laughs> Saying
1: Yeah, I mean, or you could, I mean, uh, Chris and I are currently watching the show Preacher. We're on oh, season Oh, Preacher two.
0: super good.
1: You could be like Cassidy and just carry around a giant ass fucking black umbrella to, co- to cover yourself.
0: You do know that I still, to this day, my umbrella. Alright, Ella's about to out herself as, like, the most, like, pretentious god. My umbrella is a black parasol from (laughs) Disneyland with red roses on it. And that is my umbrella. And I am aware that it is so overly stereotypical gothic girl. But you want to know what? I have a black fucking parasol with red roses. And I don't give a fuck.
2: (laughs) I mean, if you're going to get a parasol, you go all out. Yeah. Either it's going to be pink and frilly, or it's going to be,
0: like, death. Mm-hmm. Yeah! And, of course, I'm going to go with death. Yeah. She'll go with pink and frilly. No, I'll... You can go with pink and frilly if you have black edges. You can cross the streams. You, no. can, you can always get a combo.
1: I wouldn't do pink. Purple. I would do purple, but not pink.
0: There yeah. I would uh, do black
1: with purple edges.
0: So, we, we get this thing, the whole idea is Blade is trying to save Whistler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we start off the film with this really overly dramatic motorcycle fight. Mm-hmm. That is just ridiculous until, in my opinion, the, um, I, I really don't know how to call him except for, like, the pimp Russian. Right. Yeah, he's scuzzy, kind of what he Because he's it, got yeah. the, like, fur, like, He's got the coat. fur, like, coat. And, it's yeah. weird
2: because it doesn't read, like, fur to me.
0: It reads, like, a boa. Yeah, I can see that. You know what that. I mean? Like, yeah. and, like, but it's got that, like, I'm trying to be a pimp, but, like, I'm in Russia and I have no idea how this works. I'm very bad at fashion, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, But he, like, takes his head and, like, puts it next to the motorcycle, like, wheel. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, which, actually, as somebody who's driven a motorcycle many a times, I'm like, you have no idea how much that will take off skin. <laughs> so, yeah. like, that fear is very real. Oh, yeah,
1: no. Like, as someone who's ridden back on motorcycles and whose husband has been riding motorcycles for years, it's literally the only vehicle he's ever had.
0: Oh yeah, that shit will take off. I, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 like I can't,
1: I can't. Because
0: <laughs> I remember when I first got a motorcycle, um, I got the Yamaha X nine hundred, which is uh, a bike no seventeen year old girl should ever like have. Like, eventually, like I had its body like modified that way. My hips no longer popped. Oh, oh yeah, it was like straddling a bore to drive. Mm. Uh, Which is very uncomfortable when you're like five foot three and like weight like a buck twenty. But eventually, Lily had like a woman's curves. Like my bike had a waist mm-hmm. because there's not a whole lot going on where you put your legs, and they were able to hammer it in and like give me a nice yeah motorcycle body that didn't work with my thighs. <laughs> uh, but like. When I first got my motorcycle, I, like, I definitely was, like, a stupid fucking kid. And I put, uh, shoes, jackets, uh, leg parts, uh, next, next to tires. And, uh, I, I learned very quickly, uh, you don't fucking do that.
2: No, it is, uh, not great. You no. Know. It's not the
0: best, one would say. No, uh, all bad. It, it's gonna take off everything that's there, and it's gonna suck. Uh, there, there was also a great scene that I love where it's like a matador blade. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where he does like the, the, the cape thing, mm-hmm. and I was just like, olé!
2: <laughs> I appreciate the... Like, you can really feel the, uh, let's do the coolest shit possible in it. Yeah. You know? And I feel like honestly, I think the Blade series well, really wanted to, really set a benchmark for a lot of things, and I think that it actually really helped bring Hong Kong-style action into to U.S. films. Uh, yeah. Uh, and And I think that it is a – and especially when you have someone like Wesley Snipes, who is an actual martial artist who can actually do that stuff, so you can get his face while he's beating people up. You don't have to do those creative cuts where you're like – it's the you know back of this guy's head, and it's maybe the person who's the star. Um, well,
0: it, it also gives us that, like, it that like straight action that I think you get like in Shaolin Nights and stuff like that that you get with like uh, the Jackie Chan characters. Where it's the idea of like you get a lot of comedy about a martial artist playing it straight
1: mm-hmm.
0: with like a comedian, where you get like Wessler and Scud and like Ron Perlman even in this. Where, like, there's so much humor to be gotten about, like, a martial artist playing it straight. Mm-hmm. And then having somebody just punches somebody is, like,
2: meh. <laughs> that exact noise. <laughs> meh. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I was actually going to say, um, piggybacking a little bit on what Tamara was saying about, you know, like, here's a stunt double. It could be. Yeah. Wesley Snipes, but we don't know. There's only um, one
0: point,
2: right? He does have a stunt person. So,
1: freaky fact. Mm-hmm. Wesley Wesley Snipes was not always available for each day of filming for this movie. In fact, he was always late. Which came out in 2002. During 2002, Wesley starred in three other films aside from Blade 2. Instead of waiting for Wesley to become available, the crew shot another actor who was not Wesley's stunt double for scenes where it was not necessary to have to see Wesley's face. The first scene being where Blade, Scud, and Nyssa are riding the helicopter to meet the damaskinos the second was the uh after anissa performed the autopsy on the dead reaper and controls blade in the quarters uh and confronts blade in the quarters about his attitude towards the bald pack uh
0: a, a very interesting thing also about like uh blade two and blade three because we kind of had this conversation ashy mm-hmm.
1: uh
0: where i was like oh we should do blade as like our main crush monday you were like, well, I know there's a lot of like issues about him, uh, Wesley Snipes, mm-hmm. and what what's kind of uh, been really interesting about the idea of Wesley Snipes and issues. He did have a lot of issues with the director of Blade Two, and he had a lot of like, well, not so much, uh, not the not Guillermo del Toro, of uh, the DP,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he had a lot, a lot of issues the director of Blade Three, Trinity, uh, but. It, it's true to come out that like he had an issue with anybody that was determining things to be and like i am using this word directly at wesley snipes mouth i am not in any way trying to infer anything was this said, i have an issue doing anything ghetto yeah i have to hold so much like love and pride for somebody who like in the, like, time period of Shaft Mm -hmm. and of, like, very, very notable racist heroes Mm -hmm. for him to be like, I'm not doing this. And the fact that, like, a lot of the stuff you hear about is, like, oh, he was super hard to work with and he was so this. When in the reality, he was just like, no, I'm not saying, like, I'm not going to say Ebonics on screen, because I'm black, because that's fucking racist.
1: Well, it's that's not what I was inferring to oh. you of him being of him going crazy on the film. Yes, like you know that.
0: Oh, that they wouldn't talk to the director of Blade Trinity. Well,
1: yes, but no. Wesley Snipes so crazy during the film, and and went crazy during the film, demanding everyone, even outside of filming, call
0: him Blade. I did hear he was a very, uh, method.
1: Yeah. Like I said, constantly late. Um, and so they shot around him, like I just said. Also, Ryan Reynolds even came out saying how crazy and terrible it was to work with him.
2: Well, the third movie, there's a lot there's of, a lot. lot. There's a lot of business happening behind that, and part of his problem with that film, and part of the reason why he was difficult from the start, from what I recall, because um, I, haven't, I haven't read up on this in a minute, but... Mm-hmm. Essentially, the the franchise now that it was making money, a lot of people who didn't know about the character and were just kind of trying to monetize it were having a lot more say in the film and taking him out of the well, main. Well, originally thing. it was
0: supposed to be uh, Blade Trinity. It was supposed to be uh, Blade versus Dracula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be the plot. Yeah, and then he signed on for Blade Trinity under this plotline and then it changed like overnight yeah yeah and the director was super like condescending to him david goyer yeah david goyer was the third (laughs) director they got so i think i think it's interesting that like a lot of stuff that like you hear about that is super like they're interesting facts I, I think they really show the staple of, like, the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, like these are just facts people know about Blade. Mm-hmm. Like, Wesley Snipes was late, and he wasn't into this film, and he was an asshole, and that's just Wesley Snipes. And then it's like, okay, yeah, but you changed the plot. You changed your director three times, and your director was a racist. Yeah. Yeah. But, Wesley Snipes and just that 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 movement mm-hmm. of blame mm-hmm. is really interesting about facts. And nobody talks about the, the David Goyer like literally lost actors that were like I I I just involved my contract.
1: Yeah,
0: I won't be in this film. Take out my character. Like there were so many reshoots that had to be done due to like people being like, no.
1: Yeah.
0: Don't, I, I I disallow my character being this film because you're a racist fucking. Interesting. More women. Jessica Alba. Interesting. A freaky, uh, and Ella, extraordinary example. Ella's extravagant information. Yes. Uh, Wesley Snipes was paid X for this film. And Jessica Alba was yeah. played, or Jessica Biel was played W. Mm-hmm. By the time filming was done, Jessica Biel actually made more money than Wesley Snipes because of issues on set with directors, cameramen, costuming. She just was constantly going to HR, being like, I'm being harassed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you look at Blade Trinity, her outfit Lily gets like... It starts like climbing up her chest like she's hitting puberty in like an hour and a half. Hmm. Uh, but she complained so much they just started adding like zero signs to her check that by the end of the film she actually made more money than Wesley Snipes. Hmm. Due to how much shit
1: she had to go through. Right. She
0: was like, I'm out. And they were like, we'll pay you this much. And she was like, Ah, oh, I came back in, and something else would happen. She's like, "I'm out," and they're like, "We'll pay you this much." And she was just like, "Oh, this will put my grandkids through college."
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's and it's you know Black History Month. This is a it is the only good Marvel movie from the 90s. Yeah, or from really a 30 year period. Probably, mm-hmm. um, it's better than some of your current faves that they put out. <laughs> You know, and it's a, it's a, it's a film, it's a series of films that Wesley Snipes, he, he got, he championed, he got it made, he made it popular. I personally think that without Blade 1 and 2, I don't know if we get the Marvel boom later. Because yeah. it's kind of like Batman the Animated Series, where it just, is such an indelible mark on, mm-hmm. on a field that it helps buoy the rest of it, right? That's what I feel like, and so I can understand. Like you, know, you can call Wesley Snipes an asshole for a lot of reasons, but for the stuff that are involved with this movie, particularly, I'm pretty sure he was pretty Ooh. reasonably dickish about. Like, mm-hmm. like it's understandable. That it's kind of interesting
0: that like you talk about like, Marvel films in the 90s, and like the only two Marvel films I can really like bring about from the 90s are Spawn and Blight. Yeah.
2: There was a Fantastic Four by Roger Corman that was like that nobody remembers. That nobody ever, uh, there was well, the Catwoman is not. It's not you know. Well, I guess we'll just say comic book movies. You know, the Catwoman movie, which they fucked up, and. You know, like, was Batman so and Robin. I really that kind of damn shirt. outfit. Mm-hmm. It was a good we outfit. We don't talk
0: about Batman and Robin because I'm a Poison Ivy fan. She was like, actually a
2: good Poison Ivy in a very Mae wouldn't
0: have sucked, yes. Yeah. yeah. She had a very
2: May was Her approach to it was good. Mm-hmm. The script was bad. The yeah, thing I that makes s- me upset about it is Bane because what the fuck. Anyway, I will sorry.
0: say Batman and Robin had the best casting and the worst script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Arnold Schwarzenegger as you. It was great because <laughs> cool all you. Body. Everybody you just, you just have to be like, <laughs> G- do you remember Conan? Go there. Show zero emotion. Just go. Yeah. But, you know, I think somebody was. This is a complete digression.
2: Somebody was talking about how.
0: Oh, if, we have no problem with Yeah, if you went
2: from Batman 89 to Batman and Robin, it's basically completing a backslide to sort of. Batman 66 cheesiness, mm-hmm. which, you know what? I, I could have I dealt with that. I could have been cool with that because I love Batman 66, but I think it was the Bane thing. It was such a throwaway character and because I was like deep into comics when I saw it, I was like, this man terrorized Gotham <laughs> and <laughs> broke Batman's back and you're having him be like bomb and like running, like, oh. See, uh, I had the
0: flip uh, because uh, yeah. I saw Batman and Robin And I I had seen, like, the cartoon. Uh, So, Pamela Isley was already, like, my favorite character. I'm not a villain. I'm an eco-terrorist. Fuck Mm. off. Uh, I like, I will admit, I do like plants and animals way more than I like people. So, I have no problem with being associated with her. (laughs) Uh, So, I I saw Batman and Robin, and I was like, okay, this is painful. And then, uh, our comic store had a, like, stack. I remember I'm, I'm holding my hands about the size of about three encyclopedias, a Bane comics, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was like twenty five dollars. Hmm. Oh, yeah. that's actually really good. Oh, it was great. Oh, yeah. They they were like it was like a Poison a... Ivy bundle that I was like, okay, I have all of this. Uh-huh. A Bane bundle and then a Robin bundle that I was like, all right, I don't give a shit about Dick. <laughs> hmm. Uh but I read the Bane stuff and I was just like, Oh He did what? And mm-hmm. what Ho ha, hoo, 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 ha Ha He Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like in the Bane stuff was a bunch of like Mr. Freeze stuff too about like his obsession with his wife and the fact like he does not care about like another single human life. And he does not have human emotion anymore because, like, he literally gave his heart to his wife. Mm-hmm. And all, so I was like, I read it at like 10, 11. And then, like, my mom was like, Do you want to read Batman and Robin? And I think I, like, picked up the cover and threw it across oh, no. the blockbuster. <laughs> and super dramatic, like, 11 year old Ella with her probably black, like, Fedora, or not fedora, uh, the the, the French hat.
1: Beret.
0: My beret. I'm guessing, like, 11-year-old with her black beret and coal eyeliner, like, picked it up and threw it across and was like, this is not the character's
2: soul! Yeah.
0: And it's interesting because it's like that
2: sort of knee-jerk reaction you have when you're a kid and you see it. It's like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to keep that same energy as an adult. Um... And I've been trying to temper that because it's also so ingrained into nerd culture that like fucking flip a table because it's not my headcanon kind of situation. Mm-hmm. You know, is Cassandra Kane not at all Cassandra Cain? Yes. Yes. Do I love her in the movie? Also yes. Should they have made her Cheshire instead? Yes, they should have. But that's not what they were doing. It's fine. It's totally fine. I enjoyed the movie. It's okay. But that's a long journey from, like, Comic you to like, little young me with, uh, you know, uh, using all of my allowance to collect Teen Titans books and backstock, uh, you know, to, like, you She would have made
1: a good Cheshire, not going
2: to lie. She would, right? And, like, the origin of her, her origin could have, like, this could have been a nice update on her origin, which mm-hmm. kind of lacks
1: some... I will make I yeah, so was like, having watching was a
2: justice.
0: little, was a little uh <laughs> uh heroine esque. Where Cassandra Kane, for being such a strong character as she is, she kinda just flopped around and needed to poop. Mm. Well, but she's also eleven. Yeah, so I was like, So okay, I'm like cool. oh, Yeah. But I also like the idea at the end where they show, like, oh, I've taken her under my wing. And I so you get this idea like, we can get High, we can get Orphan, we can get this character. It may be a different way. Sure, I just. But she's coming. Yeah, I just, from the trajectory
2: of it, it makes more sense if you're going to have her be, let's just say, chaotic neutral. Mm -hmm. It makes more sense for her to be Cheshire also from an age perspective. By the time she's 16, Mm -hmm. she'll be a little bit assassiny. And that makes more sense to bring her against the Titans. Yeah. So I'm just, that's just my brain doing that. But you know. Listen, yeah. it's a great movie. <laughs> we uh, all enjoy it. You should see it three times in I, I love how
1: we've mentioned Birds of Prey at least four times when we're talking about Blight.
2: We haven't even gotten into the plot no, line no. of
0: Blight. Should we, we fast forward a little
2: bit? Should we get to, like...
0: Okay, so yeah. Blade happens. Yeah. There's a fight with Bite. There's blood coke. I don't know okay. how. Uh, oh, wh- yeah.
1: Blood-laced coke. Yeah. It's only just
0: blood coke, and I literally looked at it and went, uh, How?
1: I, yeah, that's because, like I said, this story, like and I I turned to Chris and I'm like, is that Coke laced with blood?
0: Or is it blood laced with Coke? We don't question it. Who knows? Uh he finds Whistler, he gets Whistler out of a giant vat of blood. As you do. And Whistler is like, I'm a vampire now, I'm going to kill you and he's like, I'm gonna give you a shot and you'll be fine in twelve hours or you'll, or you'll die. Be dead. Either way, and it's Gucci. It's,
1: we'll we'll find out. It's
0: fine. Um
1: Find out next week.
2: I know. Same bad time. Same bad time. <laughs> uh, and... Does
1: Blaine survive uh, the shot? Or
0: does Whistler survive the shot? Whistler survives the shot. And we now get Norwin Reedus as Scud, who is new Whistler plus Powerpuff Girls. I yep. don't know why I was so obsessed with the fact that every scene he's in, he's, he's watching, watching the Powerpuff, Powerpuff Girls. Girls. Yeah. Scud loves his Powerpuff Girls. I'm I mean, like, I can't doesn't? complain. I love, my, I love me some Buttercup. And also Angry Bubbles. I don't know why I have a soft spot for pissed off bubbles. Because pissed off bubbles is me. Yeah, you're my bubbles. <laughs> you are without a doubt the bubbles to my buttercup. You are super sweet, but like 90% of people haven't seen you pissed off, and I have, and it's fucking terrifying.
1: Also, speaking of Scud, another freaky fact.
0: Ooh. Yeah, uh, I want to fuck him hard and long. Sorry. That too? Please share. Please share. But not to yeah. go too far into my opinions. <laughs> not no, not I, so I was like
1: he, him and Boondock Saints by far is just
0: also Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah, like I I will admit like in Boondock Boondock Saints two, definitely going harder on Norman Reedus. Yeah, but like in Boondock Saints one, between like him and Sean Patrick Flannery, I was just like, yes, <laughs> take me now. <laughs> uh, who, when, both, yes, sure. That was kind of my opinion.
1: Uh, but anyway, Scud wears a t-shirt featuring the logo of the Bureau of Paranormal, Paranormal Research and Defense, a reference to Mike Mignola's Hellboy. Oh hey,
2: Telegraphing that. Telegraphing that. <laughs> this, this is also a secret. Uh, <laughs> Norma
0: his first film after The Doc Saints. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um... So, uh, Whistler comes back. Uh, he's alive! The serum saved him, and he feels like shit. And then ninja vampires! Yes.
1: Well, ninja acrobat vampires. Because okay. the the way they enter is literally, like, acrobats at the circus. Like, they're mm. just kind of, they lightly, like, And they're so tight, ty- like, they like, so
2: sh- silent. Sh- okay, so like, silent
1: now. and, like, the, the way that they swing. I literally like I forgot about a this until I
0: watched. Circus. I forgot this until they, I watched this film. It's two things I desperately missed from the 90s. It is mm-hmm. when people pull out yeah. swords. and <laughs> when people do flips. Yeah. Yep. Is that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Oh, God, why don't we do this shit anymore? I don't care if it's cheesy. I love it. Yeah. I love it because so... Because people hate
1: joy. <laughs> <laughs> people hate camp and people hate joy. Because
0: there's this scene where, uh, when they first meet the ninja vampires, which is Danny and, uh, hot girl. Nissa.
1: I don't Nissa. know what Yeah,
0: her name's Nissa. I don't remember what the other guy's name is, though. Uh when he's doing the fight, his katana is actually in its sheath Mm -hmm. about half of the fight. Mm -hmm. And then, so I'm like watching it, and first of all, like, I'm like super impressed with the idea, like, you're doing like a a sheath katana fight. Mm -hmm. Which is really cool, and like, 12-year-old Ella was like, He's fighting ninja bell Like I didn't give a fuck. Uh, but now it's angel, I'm like, oh my god, he's fighting like with a sheath. Mm-hmm. And then he does the thing where he pulls it out and it's like shing! Mm-hmm. And I was just like like chills up my spine. Like I felt so fucking pumped, like I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go do twenty burpees and run a mile. Yeah like When I work out, I just want to hear, like, repeatedly, like, shing, Mm -hmm. shing, Mm -hmm." shing. And I'll just be like, yes, I can work out. (laughs) Like, just just give me 90s action sounds for weapons. Mm -hmm. So we get that that, the ninja vampires are not evil. The ninja vampires want to give them information. Uh, And then Blade then goes to vampire headquarters. Okay, now that we've spent uh, about an hour of your time not discussing Blade.
1: <laughs> at not all. Discussing everything other than Blade. Tangents. <laughs> I mean, our fans kind of know that that's pretty much this podcast is Blade. This is a topic. Tangent, 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 tangent. Hot guy, hot guy, hot guy, hot guy. Movie. Tangent, 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 tangents. Tangent.
0: <laughs> no one reads, no one reads, no one reads, <laughs> no one reads. No one reads, no one reads. <laughs> um, Uh, but as always, check out our Patreon, our Facebook, our Instagram.